Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Today's bonus episode is on behalf of Mental Health Awareness Week. Approximately one in four people in the UK will experience a mental health problem each year. Mental Health Awareness Week aims to get people talking about their mental health and reduce the stigma that can stop people from asking for help. And that is exactly what we're bringing to the club today, chatting to one another about managing mental health. A small disclaimer at the top of the show, we are not experts. We come here today as peers to bring what we have found helpful through our own practices on the show, what our friends and loved ones have found supportive and what you have experienced and kindly shared with us via email and DMs through your own mental health journey. This is a critical part of the conversation, how to manage our own mental health. And thank you for being a part of it. For more information and support in how to look after your own mental health, please visit mentalhealth.org.uk and they have all the resources that you may need. They've got inspiring stories, helplines, podcasts and articles and much, much more. So shall we start with what you have found most helpful for your own mental health, Nicole? Yeah, because in the main show, we've discussed where we're at in our own mental health journey, Yeah, haven't we? Yeah. So if you haven't listened to that, just go back and check in so it, all of this makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. My The things that I find helpful, I mean, I get a bit more anxiety than you do. Yeah. I mean, it's not something I have every day, I, but I do get anxious and I do get overwhelmed at times and it does need managing. Mm. My mental health is very attached to my physical health. Yeah. I would say um, the two for me just go together. So when my physical well-being mm. is looked after mm. and in place, so is my mental well-being. Yeah. And so often I will It actually happened this morning. I woke up feeling very, very anxious and not for any reason. And how does it when you feel like that, when you feel anxious, how does it manifest? Does it make you snappy? Does it make you teary? Does it make you shaky what what happens? I, I feel very very overwhelmed so my mind starts getting very busy you've got to do the washing and you've got to do this and you've got to find this one that's what I right. hear in my mind so that I can't, almost can't focus right and so this morning and I knew I was feeling very overwhelmed and it's not any different to any other day I, that's just how I woke up this mm-hmm. morning um on the way back from the school run, I put on some classical music. Oh, love it. Normally I would phone a friend and have a catch up with a friend and I knew that's not what I needed. Mm. And so I did that question of what do I need? What mm-hmm. do I need right now? Because you're feeling really crappy. What do you need? Um, I needed some quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I knew I was going straight to the gym. Mm-hmm. So that is my absolute must have. And the biggest, the biggest part of my mental health journey is training. Because yeah. I work it out of my body. And it's really interesting because over the years, my physical health 
or how I used to train was so based around vanity. It was all around what I looked like. Mm -hmm. And now that's just an added bonus. Mm -hmm. If it changes anything, it is totally for my mental health mm. and how it just calms my mind. Mm. And yep. what about you? What What do you find most helpful for your mental health? I would say, I like I said on the main show, I'm pretty lucky that I'm stable the majority of the time. Yep. Um, obviously, during lockdown, there were moments of huge overwhelm and struggling to sort of just be the that sort of solid rock that person that everyone's relying on yeah. to deal with everything and that can, but that can come with its own sense of obligation and it, that can be really exhausting yeah it's it was the thing of like i have to be okay yes to make sure that everyone else is okay and that's quite a lot of pressure can i ask you a question yeah how are you if and when you are not okay um distracted and I would say in my worst moments, frozen. Oh, okay. Like almost, I completely, um, I'm like a stagnant pond. <laughs> I just, I just free, I just can't do anything. I'm okay. almost motionless, right. paralyzed right. with it. That's sort of in the worst, yeah. the worst times, I would say. That's how and it are manifests. You, are you kind to yourself in those moments or do you make yourself feel bad or you beat yourself no, up I'm not always very kind to myself okay in the way I speak to myself because I think that when you are that person in most people's lives mm. that stable figure mm. that when you're not okay mm. a people don't expect you to not be okay never because they rely on you yeah and you kind of take on that role so heavily don't you and then all of a sudden it's like well hold on I've got to be okay I can't I, not yeah. be okay yeah and also I don't like to ask for help no so that's the other thing is I'm expected to be okay. So I am okay. But what happens if I'm not okay? But it's yeah. fine because 99.8% of the time I am okay. Yeah. So that's all right. Yeah. And when I'm not, what helps me um, being out in nature, there is something about it. There's something about wherever you are, life finds a way. Yeah. Life is carrying on. Yeah. And I think because I've lived in this same house now for 14 years and I've walked in those same woods pretty much every day for 14 years, I see the seasons change Beautiful. and roll. And there is something, um, there is something amazing about that because it's so much bigger than you. Yeah. And I do notice that and I do love it. Mm. Like there is something amazing about sometimes it's snowing. And it's then very the, miraculous. It, it is. It is. It is. It's the snow turning to the buds, turning to the full bloom of summer. And then you get the autumn leaves and just, it's all about, it's a great reminder that life renews yeah. and life replenishes and nothing stays the same and yeah. everything is a phase and all this stuff you can pick up. Yeah, <laughs> walk in the woods. You really can. No, I know. And I remember that week we did tree hugging. Yeah. What I only learned from, and there was a tree I was really drawn yeah. to. It was one particular <laughs> tree. Poor tree felt violated, yeah. I would yeah. imagine. But just the beauty of the tree and the stability of the tree, and no matter what was going on, the tree still stands there and the tree still grows and yeah. the tree still does its thing. Yeah. And no one rocks the tree. Yeah. You know? The tree just stands in its own energy. And it's been there a lot longer than we have. Yeah, there's a lot of wisdom there. There is. I mean, I thought I was losing the fucking plot in, in tree hugging week, but <laughs> really, it's trees can be really inspiring. And I think you and I also both get a lot out of our female friendships, a lot. Yes. And for me, 
a walk combined with walking with someone is great. And also I get a lot out of humour. I love laughing. I love people who make me laugh. I love to make other people laugh. That is a huge thing for my for my wellness and my self-care and my sanity. I love that. We need to do a week on laughter. We're going to do laughter yoga, aren't we? Yes, because I think that is a massive, massive, massive part. of. And even in the times when I've been with my friends, when they've been at, in, at the worst points in their life. Yeah. There's always laughter. There is. There is always a joke yeah. to be made. Yeah. And, and that's not to say that it's always appropriate to laugh your way out of grief and sadness, but it can really support you during those times. Honestly, I remember one of the most awful funerals I ever went to with someone was someone who was, she was burying her father and her baby was overdue. Oh my God. So, she, you know, it was just awful. And she was so pregnant that she couldn't even walk to the grave. She had to go on the golf buggy. <laughs> so I went with her. For company, <laughs> we sat on this golf buggy, literally going to put her father in the ground, and we were laughing because, you know, it was the what the absurdity of it, and like, you, and you find the humour, and just for those ten seconds yeah. while you're laughing, it can really lift you. Life is awful but bearable, you yes. know. So I, I, I am I a great one for finding humour in anything and everything. I mean, I do. I also get so much from my female relationships. I have a sister who I'm very close to, um, my girlfriends, um, my people. Um, But I also need to learn a bit more about when I need to be on my own. Mm -hmm. Because I think when I'm with people, yes, it's wonderful. And yes, it's rich and nourishing and all of that. But sometimes I just need my space. And I don't think I take that enough. Mm. So that's something I... I really need to work on a bit more because there's still that thing of, oh no, I should be spending my time with someone else or perhaps someone else needs me or actually I really love my own company. I do too. I love being on my own. So do I. It really annoys my friend Donna. She gets so annoyed when I want to be on my own. Some people genuinely can't stand it, their own company. Yeah. And I actually love my I own love company. I love my own company, but then I don't get it a lot. Yeah. So perhaps if I had it all the time, I might feel lonely. I don't know, but I definitely enjoy being by mm. myself. I think it's healthy as well. It is, isn't to it? enjoy being by yourself. Yeah, it is. If you can't stand being with yourself, then how can anyone else stand being with you? And also, I'm always going to be with myself. <laughs> you you can't escape it. <laughs> you cannot. That's the secret, you know. <laughs> That's the secret. To be able to like being who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I need to be a little bit less harsh on myself sometimes, I think. I agree. I have a bit of an a, a bit of a nasty inner critic. It's a bit it's a bit nasty. I know. It's well, got a nasty tone. All of our inner critics are a bit nasty, mm. by the way. You you have to nurture them as well. Mm. And be aware of them. So that's my thing I think I need to work on. You you are you aren't very nice to yourself sometimes. I know. I know. And whose voice is that? That's what the therapists always ask, don't they? Well, whose voice is that that's telling you? Well, it's coming from you, but we don't always have to listen to it. Mm. Here's the thing. One thing I've learned through all my uh, years of coaching is that the mind lies to us a lot. So those voices can lie, but actually what is going on in our body is always to be trusted. Oh, yeah. I am such a big one for going with the gut. Yes. The gut tells you everything everything you need to know. And sometimes you don't even want to know what it's telling you, but you know anyway. It's right, but it's right. Should we go through some of the shows that have helped us with our own mental health? Yeah. We did it very briefly on the main show, but I thought it would just bring um, something different here today. Sure. Because the thing is, is that when we were talking about 
this week mm. and the content that we wanted to bring this week because mm. it is such an important week. Really, our whole show, I would say 90% mm. of it, um, does support mental health, doesn't yes. it? Uh, most of it does. Most the of it does. The product stuff doesn't. I mean, the face rolling perhaps the, yeah. not. But I'd say the bigger things we do, certainly the mental challenges. Yes are based around improving your mental health or they have the side effect of improving your mental but, health. But you know, right? but even like CBD, that's been known yes. to help mental health yep. and stress and anxiety. Yeah, I'm back on that. And I'm honestly, I know you think I'm a bit mad, but I'm like three, four days in and I'm, I feel already feel better. Do you? Yeah, I genuinely do. I just feel like I've had the equivalent of sort of eight cups of chamomile tea after I've taken it. I'm just like, I am just feel chilled. Without needing the wee. Yeah, without needing to wee that all out. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So come on, what's really helped you out of the shows that we've done? Mm. And for people that are just, you know, that have just discovered us, perhaps they might want to go back to, yeah. through our library and yeah. listen to them if they are having a difficult time with their mental health. I would say the top one then and still now is the Gratitude Show. Yeah, that was one of our first, wasn't yeah. it? And yeah. it, it, that was a huge thing. And also, I think during lockdown, it compounded it for me because we were all grateful for the tiniest yes. things. Like toilet roll. Yeah. Yeah. Or like when we all had a lockdown birthday and you couldn't do anything, but someone would turn up on your front doorstep. Yeah. And it meant so much. Didn't the it? little things meant a lot. Yeah. And I hope that we kind of hang on to that feeling of being grateful for the small things. It does add a special, I'm going to use the same word, richness to your life. Yes. When you're grateful for the smaller things. Yeah. And also they allow you to pay attention to the things that you'd kind of missed. Yes. You know. And it also made me truly understand what I actually need mm. and who I actually need. Well, who is a massive one. Yeah. Isn't it? I think we've all taken something away from that. I hope so. So I think that show for me was was the one, the key one. Yeah. And for you? Yes, and I still practice it every day. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, you can't be anxious and grateful at the same time. You no, can, you can't. You can't. No. Even if it's a fleeting second. But if you just focus on, oh my God, I've opened my eyes and I feel so grateful to have the miracle of sight. Yeah. In that moment, you won't have the anxiety. You will only have the gratitude. I love that. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So I think we can harness that more and more and more and more and more. Yeah. You know. I also love the No Complaining show and <laughs> I'm still using it. I used it yesterday. Go on. Okay. I was thinking about you, Nicole, and I was thinking, Go, don't get cross, get curious. Because I remembered you saying that when we recorded the show. So I got in the car, turned on the engine. It was in our driveway. The petrol was not on five months, it was on zero. As I turned the engine on, zero, flash, 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 go to petrol station immediately. The last person to drive the car was my husband. On oh, a, on, obviously. Right, obviously. <laughs> on a Sunday, he normally does fill the car up. I thought, fucking hell, who does that? Knowing that I've got to do the school run. And it's like, I'm, I don't even know. What gonna... kind of psychopath would do such a thing? Right. And I'm like... <laughs> And I'm thinking, I'm getting really cross. I'm getting really, really cross. Why would you do that? It's so selfish. I've got to do the school run. I might not have time. I might not even get to the petrol station. And I thought, stop. The whole story. Stop. Yeah. Don't criticise. Get curious. Mm. 
So I turned on the engine, prayed that I'd make it to the petrol station, rang him and not in a cross voice said, hi, not not in a cross voice. I was just wondering why you didn't fill the car up yesterday because when I got in, it's on zero and I'm currently on my way to the petrol station and I'm a bit worried I'm not going to make it. And he said, oh, do you know what? It Honestly, it wasn't on zero when I parked it. It was very low and I did mean to go and fill it up in the afternoon and then it just slipped my mind. I went, oh, okay, well, I'm driving there now. So let's hope I make it, <laughs> which I did. But I thought rather than ring him up and go, wah, 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 and that caused a whole like, unpleasant scene for the rest of the day I just got a bit curious it's true it does it causes a whole scene a whole thing I just got a bit curious asked the question he responded it was a perfectly legitimate answer were you able to let it go totally good as soon as he said it I was like He's a human being. He forgot. Which is a a very powerful story. And thank you so much for sharing. Well, I mean, it's not really. It's quite boring, but I'm just saying. No, it's not. No, it's a a perfect example of how we can get out of our own heads and out of our own story and not throw it onto somebody else. I just didn't want to complain. I just thought I don't. But also, that's not what No Complaining Week was. No Complaining Week was to, because we said that complaints are an unsaid request that is what a complaint is yes that's true so rather than complaining yeah so I think I gave uh the example of when my husband washes up and doesn't put the pans upside down so they don't by the way you know if I do that accidentally in my head I call it the Adam (laughs) (laughs) as in I'll like put the pot the wrong way around and then in my head I'll think I've just done an Adam. <laughs> he still does it, but it doesn't bother me anymore. Okay, good. So rather than going, why have you put the boppers in in the wrong place yeah, and they're not going to yeah. drip? You know, yeah. why, I'm going to get all stressed and tired and ratty. What's yeah. the point? And then I throw it onto him. The option is to ask for what it is you want. Mm. Next time you wash up, mm. could you please turn the pan the other way around and then it will drip mm. dry. Yeah. And it was genius, wasn't it? It was. I don't use it so much. I, I and I do think well, about it a lot. Go back to it. I know. Go back. I feel to quite it. inspired to do that now. Go on. Go yeah. back to it. That's your challenge for the week. Thanks. And it's my husband's birthday today, so I might be nice. Well, to try to, to be it. nice. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be nice today. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. The other things Mm. that I have found... Really what you discussed before was the awe walking. Yeah. Where you walk in the woods with awe, with the intention of finding the miracle and the awe in your walk. Yeah. Looking at a tree, seeing its beauty. That was amazing. Yeah. I still do that. I do that every day. Yeah. And you just brought it here. Um, Self-love week. Yeah. I mean, I'm still a bit 
still a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, but that all feeds into your nasty and a critic yeah, situation. It does. it does. Doesn't it? It does. But actually having a little bit of self-compassion and self-love is a game changer. Of course it is. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it's, I accept it. I just still, it's a bit of a sticky point for me, but I, but I accept it. But also it's a sticky point for most women mm, because they is. think it's a load of shit or it's not going to work or, oh no, I can't think of myself that way. Yeah. And actually it's imperative for your mental health. Mm. It's imperative that you're kind to yourself mm. and loving towards yourself like you would be. You extend all this energy out. Well, you have to bring it in. Yeah. What else? What other shows have we done that you've found quite life changing? Saying no. Yeah. I That's think that for women is massively important. Yeah. And I think a lot of women really struggle with that. Yeah. Well, it's not massively accepted or tolerated in no. society. It's seen as bolshy or rude or aggressive. And God forbid we should be any of those things. But actually, it is imperative for your self-development. It's imperative for your own emotional needs and your own mental needs. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. Anything you've said no to recently? can't think off the top of my head, no. You? Oh, well, I, I wanted to say no to my trainer this morning and I didn't and I wish I'd had mm. because he made me do things that I just really didn't want to be doing. Mm. Um, but that's a, that's a different kind of relationship in your life, isn't it? That he's actually the person I don't say no to. I just let him tell me what to do. Um, I said no, I guess, this morning rather than picking up the phone and calling a couple of friends in my way back from my school run, mm. I said no to that and I said yes to just sitting quietly listening to some classical music. That was really important. So they can be very small no's. Yes. They it doesn't have to be a, a huge life no, changing yeah, thing. It doesn't have to yeah. be no, I'm not working here ever again. Yeah. It's not that kind of no, but it's just knowing what you're saying yes to. I want to bring the listeners in. So we asked you guys for some peer-to-peer -peer tips how to best support someone who's struggling with their mental health. Thank you all so much. We had so many responses. It's incredible. It really, really incredible. was. Um, and thank you for your honesty. Um, so we wanted to just read out some of, of what you said. Yeah. Uh, and, and hope that it helps with something that you may be struggling with. So Rachel said, don't insert your own agenda or thoughts. Just listen be grateful that they spoke up at all. Mm, you can tell you're in a critic, that one. I should. And Ella said, presence, just holding space for them through love and kindness, not with the answers. Ashley said, empathy, sit with your loved one in their pain and listen. Don't try to fix it. Oh, that's a big one, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That's a big one. We want to fix. We that, feel the need a lot. to fix. A lot of people said a similar thing. Jessica said, encourage your friends to talk about more than just surface level stuff. Ask them how they are twice, Aww. which is exactly what we did. It's exactly what week. we did, Jessica. Thank you for that. Leanne says, you're not going to fix someone. Small things count just as much. Offer up some time, flowers, chocolates, a kickabout in the park to give them a child-free afternoon all help hugely. It can be hard being with someone with mental health issues. So schedule some fun time afterwards for you. Oh, I love that, Leanne. Watch a funny program, meet with others. Do what you like doing also. Have a journal to get your frustrations and anger out. Actually, we're going to do a week of journaling in a couple of weeks. Uh, write a letter to yourself on a day when you have sympathy and understanding about the person with mental health issues. Include why you love them and why you want to help them. Yeah, I like That's that. That's lovely, isn't it? I like it? that a lot. We've written a few letters. Yeah, we have. In the past year to people. We did it on... Was it Kindness Week or yeah. Gratitude Week? Uh, but I feel Gratitude. like we did it on both. 
Oh, in our um, sisterhood show. Oh, yeah. We wrote to women who inspire us. Yeah. It's a really beautiful thing to do. It is. And it's a gift to give to someone else. So I I really, I love that, Leanne. And I think Leanne also made a really valid point about remembering your own needs Mm -hmm. as well when Mm -hmm. you're supporting someone who has got mental health issues. And that was the second question that we asked you, which was, can you give us some tips on what you've done to help yourself? And Pippa said, I've learned from my counsellor to sit with my feelings and work through them when things feel overwhelming rather than try and occupy myself with something else. Focus on how my mind and body feel. Is my chest tight? Am I breathing heavily? Are my shoulders high? Is my jaw clenched? I then journal. This has really helped me. This seems to come up a lot journaling, doesn't it? (laughs) We're dreading it. No, I know. (laughs) Sometimes I don't have time for it, but I always make sure I check in with myself, relax my body and mind, look for something to be grateful for and move on to doing something that I feel like I need. This might be reaching out to a friend, having a bath, listening to music that boosts my mood. Friends and family that check in regularly really helps. Even if it's just a quick text, it lets you know that they're thinking of you. Positive affirmations and self-soothing also really helps. It's taken me a good two years to see the benefits of it, but the more I practice, the easier it gets and it's now automatic. Well, you should do that, positive affirmations, Ugh. to your nasty inner critic. Ugh. Does your nasty inner critic have a name? No. No, no, you should give it a name. <laughs> no, no, this is what I do. It doesn't have a name. You're laughing. This is what I do in coaching. We give it a name, an outfit. We bring it to life. An outfit? Whole thing. Oh, we, wow. We bring it to life so that you can... Um, access it very very quickly and get rid of it I bought a new t-shirt a couple of new t-shirts I tried them on this morning and my inner critic said why are you dressed in a prison sack you look revolting that was what it said but to be fair to the inner critic it did look terrible no you say that's still your inner critic but anyway that's what it's a prison sack yeah See, it's not, it's not kind, it's not helpful, it it's not supportive. Just tell it, it to fuck off. It wasn't. Literally so tell it to fuck off. Sometimes I get women standing up and screaming at the inner critic. We have a whole conversation. It's incredible. Wow. It's not helpful. It doesn't, it doesn't serve you in any way. Just so you know. Thanks. Becky says, best thing I've done for my self-care lately is about eight weeks ago, I started having therapy. The third lockdown was getting to me like it probably has lots of people. I was irritable, short-tempered. I'm really good at self-care normally and just thought therapy is self-care and it is the best thing I have done. Just having that non-judgmental person to talk to each week has made me feel lighter. I think for me, the reason it has helped is I haven't had the normal time with my friends where I could offload. I wasn't sure if it would be for me as I wasn't going for a specific issue or having some massive crisis or breakdown, but I would recommend it to anybody. How can spending a full hour Mm. talking to someone who is utterly objective about your life and is paid to listen Mm. ever not serve you? I agree. It can only be a good thing. And I think she's highlighted something really important that she didn't go because she was having a massive crisis or a total nervous breakdown. She went because she knew it would just invest in her self-care. Yeah. And I really take my hat off to her. Yes, I do too. I, I think I've that's done, a great thing to do. I, I did the same. Mm. I think it was lockdown two, one, yeah. who knows. Yeah. And I spoke to a therapist a few times yeah. and it really, really helped me. Mm. I just wasn't managing everything as I would normally like to. Mm-hmm. You know, there wasn't some big drama. Yeah. And I think sometimes you just have to say, what is, it, it comes, comes back to that question, doesn't it? What is it I need? Yeah. Catherine said, focus on how you want to feel, not necessarily a tangible goal. And don't worry if you don't notice a difference right away, if you experience lots of ups and downs. 
I've been reading, listening to podcasts and working with a coach and a therapist for two years. Self-care is full of trial and errors. Finding Mm. yourself isn't a goal at the end of a journey. You find yourself on the way. Nice. That's incredible. Yeah. And it is full of trial and error, self-care. We know, we're trialling it. (laughs) (laughs) And also self-care looks different. For everyone. For everyone and every day. Yeah. The things that I needed yesterday aren't necessarily the things that I need today Mm. or the things that I'm going to need tomorrow because we are constantly changing, constantly evolving. And I think we need to keep up to date with that. Yeah. Kim said, just talk and know that it's fine to feel the way you do and don't feel ashamed. Yeah. I like that. Don't feel ashamed. And then lots of things were repeated over and over. We had so many responses, but lots of people said the same things so lots of people found gardening very helpful loads of people mentioned yoga and exercise and the gym especially uh lots of people mentioned running they said it gives them headspace um how do you feel about the exercise in the gym and the running for mental health she's just doing my mental health no no favors whatsoever (laughs) i'm a fucking misery are you serious yeah i'm really i'm miserable it's making me miserable not the do- when I finish the session, yeah. and I've gone home, and I'm like, yes, I did the session. How long does that last? That yes, <sighs> maybe half the day, Ooh. maybe till like lunchtime. I feel great, I've done it, <laughs> but then then the sinking feeling of oh god, I've got to do that again. It's like the fucking washing; it's relentless. It never, it's, it never ends. Yeah, it's that. Yeah. Um, other things that people mentioned: CBD oil, which I I'm definitely an advocate of. Meditation being outdoors, reading, uh, having downtime, having routine and structure, mindfulness, sleep hygiene, dog cuddles. Oh, oh puppy. We love dog cuddles. Oh, we just, that is the best. Yeah. Uh, Counselling and therapy, walking in green spaces and talking to others. I think the big thing is not feeling alone. Yeah. And knowing that you are safe to talk about it and knowing that whatever it is you are dealing with or thinking or going through, Others have felt the same. And there's always an option. And if you don't feel like it's appropriate or you don't want to talk to someone in your life, then outsource that to a professional. Yeah. That's literally their job. And actually, we've got lots of resources for helplines and places to go where you can get in touch with the people that you may need. Yeah. It's all in our show notes, isn't it? Yeah. So have a look because there's loads of numbers and um, websites and places you can go for help if you need it. Just all helpful links. Thank you so much for listening today. We want to say, please look after yourselves and seriously take time for yourselves because we hope that that comes across on this show as a whole, that actually self-care is for you and it is vital, not just for your mental health, but for your physical, emotional and spiritual health too. So please keep that in mind. If you want to be in touch, you can email us hello at theselfcareclub.co.uk or you can DM us at Instagram at selfcareclubpod. We will be back next week with a brand new practice. Bye-bye. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.